Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, hey, this is Eric Engel. I'm with Jolene Engel, my beautiful wife, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. Tell me what's going on today. Today we are addressing when a husband keeps flirting with other women. Keeps flirting with other women, huh? Yes. Yeah, get a load of this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's a voice mes- message that um, a reader or a listener left in. And by the way, whether you leave a message or send in an email, they come straight to me. They don't go to anyone else. Don't think I have an assistant because that's not the case, but they come straight to my inbox. And yes, I do read every single letter that comes in and I do not always respond to them. So I do the best I can to pull the topic so we address it in the podcast. So even though your letter might not be necessarily word for word read or your voice message wasn't the one played, I do in the back of my head think, oh, well, she's got a very similar story to this one. And so we try and... Well, go back through the podcast. I mean, I don't know. Is there, there's like 100 episodes. It's in there somewhere. The There's a good chance that it's in there. Right. So do I, I just don't want the listener or the reader to feel like, oh, Jolene didn't respond and she didn't get my stuff. I, I want to reassure her that you have been heard, and not only do I hear it, but so does the Lord. So anyways, we are going to listen in to When a Husband Flirts with Other Women. My husband likes to talk to women. This is his habit because he used to live in a very wild life with many girlfriends and very messed up life. And when we get married, because of God, he is fear of God, and then he control. And so far, he is faithful without messing around with women, but he still has that habit of love talking to women and will never stop talking to them. When I tell him that, he shouldn't be doing that because that is unrespectful or unfaithful to me. And he said that that is my flesh thinking. There is no wrong because he's talking to them about God. But most of the time talking to them about God and then they has been calling him and they have been tech talking from time to time and join chatting all the time. I don't think that is right. She's correct. That is not right. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned that you didn't know how long this was, was going to be, but there's a lot to say on this one. Okay. And, and so let's, let's just summarize uh, a little bit. Um, her husband... Uh, was not saved, now is saved. He lived with women. He has been faithful to her. Right. And But he still flirts with women. Mm-hmm. And he says that, hey, it's not my problem, it's your problem. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, it, there's really no big deal. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a great summary. So... So first of all, and she says, well, it's re- disrespectful to her. Yes. Okay. So what does the Bible say about a husband? Uh, and and maybe it doesn't mention specifically about a husband, but it certainly does a leader in the church, which I think is a good baseline that, uh, you know, 
a uh, an elder, a bishop, talks about they are the husband of how many wives? One. One wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, even though it might be kind of fun to watch some of these train wrecks on TV, these these shows where Polygamous. they have a bunch of wives, it, it, it's straight from the pit of hell. Right. Okay. To have more than one wife. Okay. So let's go a little bit deeper on that. What does it mean to have one wife? I mean, is that just physically? I just have one marriage certificate and one wife, but I can do whatever I want. I can act however I want. Well, no, I mean, obviously he needs to care for her soul. He needs to nourish her, wash her in the word and be the head of her and not throw out some baloney that, oh, well, it's your flesh. It's his flesh. Okay. It's his flesh that's causing this. All right. Well, let's. I want to go to some present day baloney that <laughs> that I hear from my from my son from time to time, and you know he hangs around with different guys and gals, and and he's like, we're just friends, right? Okay, and he doesn't quite get it that guys and gals, you know, this might be controversial. But guys and gals can't just be friends, okay? There's always an underlying, what do I want to say, attention there. Oh, absolutely. When I was single and I wasn't interested in the guys I hung out with, I sure loved the the attention they gave me. Right. Hands down. Right. I mean, there and they is. they would buy me food. And I gladly <laughs> let them do it. But what I didn't know was that they were after me. They, they, look, a guy will treat a girl differently. And even if he doesn't, there is a guy gal uh, dynamic dynamic going on there that uh, obviously my son doesn't see. Right. Even though we tell him, hey, you'll, you'll, you'll figure this out at some point. Right. Okay. Right. But for a guy, especially a married guy, to say, hey, she's just a friend. That's that's a big fat no. Okay? It's it's just a big fat no. Look, you get married, you got one gal. Right. That's it. Right. Okay? You want to hang out with another gal? It better be your mother or your sister. Right. Okay? Or your daughter. Or your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Okay? Now, I I know other gals, you know, just like any other guy knows other gals. But I'm really really careful about how I deal with them. Okay, uh, I try not to touch them ever, you know, when other guys are hugging them. Hi, how you doing? No, I, I, I'm not here to I'm not here to hug you. Okay, I, I, I they might even think that I'm kind of standoffish because I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be flirty with them. I don't want to say you look pretty today. I, I don't want to say. Oh, that's a really nice outfit. Or I don't want to give any compliments at right. all. It doesn't take much for a woman to have an emotional attachment to a nice guy. Right. You know, because you don't know what's going on in her life, how how thirsty she is for that attention. Well, and vice versa. Right. If a gal says to a guy, hey, you know, I, you're really, I really like the way you handle that. Or you're really confident. Right. Or you're really right. oh, whatever. You look really handsome or whatever. I'm like a dead fish. around other guys right i think we're both that way i think people probably look at us going yeah they're kind of rude right you know that's fine they could think that and i remember you know as a matter of fact i remember a time when i was in the office and (laughs) and no this is a different different. story this is different but i was in the office 
and my good friend was working for me and an old girlfriend from, well, my, my very young 20s called in. He knew her well. I knew her well, but I hadn't spoken with her for years and years. And, and for some reason, he was talking to her and she wanted to talk to me. And so I spoke with her, but I was, I even kind of felt bad about it because I was almost like rude to her. Like, yeah, what do you want? Right. You know, and I I did. I felt bad afterwards. And and basically, basically she, I, I don't remember how or why she called in. I don't think she called in just to speak with me. Maybe she was talking with him or whatever, but, uh, she just uh, wanted to explain that uh, she had she had become a believer and 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 uh, she wasn't when I knew her before and and you know I didn't realize that you know necessarily doofus. I sh- I should have right. right doofus right <laughs> but I mean she she was a nice gal right you know but uh, and I said and and my response was basically oh yeah that's nice bye bye right okay. Right. Because I was really conscious about how you would feel if I was at if I was friendly with some gal, and how it, just the whole thing it made me feel uncomfortable because I we have made an effort to protect our relationship. Well, and Satan has done a a bit of a a number to destroy it because we had a coworker who had the hots for you and you were in complete denial. I I had no idea. Right. And like a pig to the slaughter and and because again, a women women could read women and men could read men that I'm like I had no idea these guys were interested in me and you're like, "Well, that was a piece of cake to see." And it's just like sometimes we don't see it. But then I had a friend who would say things to you that I just thought Okay, um, that's not appropriate, you know, where at, at some point we have to be able to draw the line and say, yeah, there are friends or there are coworkers, but those don't trump our marriage, you know, and you have to say the uncomfortable things. Well, the Bible says, leave your father, mother and cleave right. to your husband and wife, right? Mm-hmm. So that cleaving, I mean, that's holding on tight. Uh, one of my pastors once said, it's it's like. It's it's like a plywood. I don't know if you ever seen plywood, but it's several layers glued together. You ever try to tear apart plywood? You can't not do recently. it. It's not pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's just a destroyed, splintered mess. Okay. So to leave and cleave is really important. And the idea that oh, I can be flirty. And by the way, I was raised by a flirty father. Yes. Yes, you were. Okay. And. And he was, you know, if he sees a pretty gal or a pretty waitress or whatever, he's he's flirty. Right. And I kind of learned that. You did, because I'm sure I've shared this. I know I've shared this on the podcast before. If not, then well, if so, whatever. One of my five stories. That's all well, I no, got. No, but, but I have a story okay. to where we were dating. And I don't know how how many dates we had been on, you know, by right. the time I said this. But uh, waitress shows up and you start flirting with her and waitress leaves. And I said, so do you always do that? And you're like, do what? And I said, flirt with the waitresses. So, yes, single ladies, I was bold. Okay, (laughs) flat out just said it because I wasn't going to settle for this flirtatious guy. Now, on Eric's behalf, it's just like he didn't even realize that he was doing it because don't think that I didn't check the next time and then the next time and then the next time when we went to 
restaurants. Well, hopefully I paid attention yes. because my relationship with you was important. Right. Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have cared, you know, and I would watch your eyes to see how they would follow, you know, pretty gals. And it's just like, there's no way that I'm going to marry a guy that ha it has a wandering eye. So, you know, did this woman make those observations? She saw that his lifestyle wasn't right, you know, and that he has changed, but he's going back to old habits. And the problem is she said, you know, you can't, this is disrespectful to me. It's more of, hey, this hurts my feelings. I'm offended by this. And you got to give him a chance to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that, where this guy just made an excuse, okay? So she's got to be able to take that next step. And, and there are opportunities all the time. All the time. To flirt. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know a gal, she's been on a diet, she's lost 30 pounds, okay? Obviously, if a gal loses 30 pounds, she starts looking better, right? My only comment to her was, good for you. Right. I mean, that's it, you know, I'm <laughs> because I want to stay away from any anything that might give someone a spark okay mm -hmm. and this guy he's saying oh it's not a big deal it's it's as a matter of fact wasn't he isn't he saying he's talking to him about the lord because oh, i want yeah. to talk about that as well okay <laughs> so so guys you know if you come across a gal that needs ministry mm -hmm. okay you don't turn her away but here's what you do you minister her to her minimally and you get her hooked up with your wife. Yep. Okay. And, and you say, you know what? You know, you, you really need to speak with my wife because she can really, really help you out. And you go straight home or you pick up the phone and you call your wife and say, Hey, I want you to talk to this gal or I want, you need to go, go have coffee with this gal or whatever. Yeah. We started doing that or you started doing that early on in the marriage because we had that situation with the coworker who got emotionally attached to you. And, and then it was just like, okay, so what do we do to prevent this? Well, and I had actually, I had led her to the Lord before we even met right. you and I, right. this gal. But uh, you have to, you have to do that. You have to protect your marriage. And this idea that, oh, I'm talking to her ab about the Lord. It's just like, well, I guess if you're in a desert and there's no one else around, then don't forsake the ministry opportunity. But if there's anyone else around, any other female, you better hook her up yeah, with a female. Uh, and uh, you have to be handing off those people to uh, of the opposite sex to your spouse right okay? because it's got to be done because ministry and spirituality can be become very emotional mm -hmm. and and they can look to the one who led them to the lord as someone very special to them well and it's funny that you bring that up because i told you i don't know was it last week i said oh i got a facebook message from the guy who led me to the lord right and you know, I haven't, he's reached out before and I've done nothing. I haven't responded. And it's just like, you know, there's a part of me that will always be very grateful for his influence, but I'm also like that dead fish, you know, that I keep him, you know, at, at arm's length and I haven't responded. And it's just like, but just being able to share that with you, that there's nothing hidden. Hey, this just took place. And, and you're like, well, I don't know. I mean, he led you to the Lord. I could understand, you know, having that conversation. But it's not like we're going to sit down and have coffee. 
Right. Okay? We're, we're not going to, you know, hug one another and sing Kumbaya. Well, and here's, here's a great test. Uh, right now, pull out your phones and hand them to each other. Right. Okay. Let your spouse look through your text messages. I mean, inevitably, you've texted a guy or a gal, you know, for whatever, work or, or whatever. I play a lot of volleyball. I play, I play on a co-ed team. So I'm texting gals, hey, I need someone to play this day or that day. But you can see everything I've said to them. Right. Okay. And, and you should. You should. Well, and here's the deal. If he's not getting something from his marriage, he's going to seek elsewhere just like a wife would. You know, it's the same premise that bottom line is we all love the attention from the opposite sex. Okay. I just turned 49 and I don't turn heads like I did when I was like 19 and 29. Right. It's like it's it's you turn one. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, you know, it's just it's different when you're recognized or the opposite sex pays attention to you because you kind of feel like, oh, I feel alive again. You know, I feel, you know, rejuvenated because it's very easy in marriage to just kind of be frumpy or to take the other person for granted. But you've, you've got to set those hedges up. And in this situation, the guy doesn't care. Okay. He's justifying. And so I'm not sure if he doesn't care because he's not a true believer Okay. Or is a fool. Right. Or if he, you know, there's a lack of knowledge there that he doesn't understand right. but that he should be protecting his wife's heart. He should be building trust in the marriage, not tearing it down. Or if he just doesn't know any better that he shouldn't be interacting with other women. Well, okay. Let's say he thinks she's completely whacked. Okay. She's completely off base. Uh, the Bible says that he needs to dwell with her with understanding. Right. So he needs to consider her right. even if he thinks she's nuts. Right, right. Okay? And sometimes we do get like that. Oh, okay. You know, some, and, sometimes sometimes we have very valid reasons and other times it's just like, I don't really know what I was thinking there. You know, but your role is to to really just try and be understanding with us through those moments or, you know, those difficult situations for us. And... He's neglecting his position. He may not understand his position. So it doesn't help when she's trying to mother him in this because that will bristle anyone's, you know. Right. So, so guys, uh, be very diligent about protecting your relationship. And, and I, I just have one more example. Um, I have a real estate broker's license. And in the past, I was in that business full time. And I remember that a couple of my agents who were female and I, we all drove separately, but we went to this conference. Okay. Well, I want them to learn. They're making me money. Right. And they said, okay, this thing's over. Let's go to lunch. I was like, okay. And then the one gal said, no, I can't go. I got to go. Okay. The other one, she looked at me and she said, this means we're not going to lunch, doesn't it? I said, yep, that's exactly what it means. Right. Because I'm not going to lunch with just a, another gal. Right. I, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. You know, I, I'm not going to, we're not going to drive in the car together someplace. Okay. We're going to drive separately. You know, because Satan would just love to get a foothold in, in anywhere he can. Oh, right. I mean, I look at... You know, I get a lot of women that get angry at me because they say I'm biased because I'm not writing to men. Okay, right. now mind you, my my site is a very 
um, prevalent Christian site. Okay, so it's not to the atheists. It, this is not an evangelical site to win the lost. Mm-hmm. It is to disciple the saints. And it says mentoring women and wives closer to Christ. Okay. Right. But I have a lot of angry women who would say that they're Christian women and say how horrible I am that I just address the women. And it's just like, well, it's a biblical premise. I am, I am not to teach men. Okay. I'm right. to teach, I'm to teach women. Right. So again, there's, is it a lack of knowledge or is it a rebellious spirit? I don't know with this husband. I don't know with some of these wives because they, they're, they're like, you're very one-sided. And then I'm like, have you heard the podcast? Because then you have the male's view there. Well, I mean, who doesn't like attention from the other that. sex? I understand that. I mean, anyone likes that attention. Anyone. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're the greatest gal in the world. But do I like other gals telling me that I'm a good guy? Sure. Right. You know, and vice versa. Right. Okay, so you have to, guys, you have to take the step to protect your marriage. And that means don't put yourself in situations. They might even think you're rude because you're not very touchy. You know, I, I years ago, I taught, well, I don't know if I taught you, but I, I kind of practiced this because I coached volleyball and I coached girls mainly. There right. wasn't a whole lot of guys volleyball in our area, but at the high school level, I coached girls. Well, I was really... You know, I, I was fortunate because God gave me a wisdom and I was a young coach. I mean, I started at 19, you know, so these gals aren't much younger than I am, but God gave me a wisdom to uh, keep myself out of trouble in those situations. So I, I always had the rule, look, if you stay after, there's either going to be a handful of you or your parents are going to be there. I mean, I'll, I'll stay after and help you with skills and such. But we're not going to be alone there, okay? If you ever got a hug from me, it was a one-arm shoulder hug, right. okay? It's not a two, two-hand <laughs> frontal, you know, frontal <laughs> hug, right. okay? It's not, you know? It, and uh, as a matter of fact, there was a gal that was, I think she was 17. I'm 19. And she says, oh. when, are you, when are you going to ask me out? Yeah. Okay. And I said, whoa, I said, when you're out of high school and out of this program, okay, then talk to me. But right. Don't talk to me now because that ain't happening. You know, so. Well, and, you know, you, you make the point of protecting your marriage. And and I want to piggyback that and say, if, if you're not going to protect your marriage as, as a spouse in the marriage, then who is? Who are you leaving that to Who's the protector of the marriage if it's not you and your husband or if it's not the husband and the wife? Because you can't just go through life with this la 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 mentality of, you know, we're not a threat to the enemy. Satan doesn't want to destroy us, even though he he is known in scripture to come to kill, still and destroy. Right. So you have to be on guard. You have to be discerning. You have to be as wise as serpents and as gentle as doves in all of this. I mean, that's a great verse for this man that, you know, you don't want to squash maybe this new convert to Christianity, but you do need to be wise to be able to say, hey, yeah, you need to go talk to so-and-so, you know, you have to hand them off. But in this case, I'm sure that there's 
there's wives listening to this whose husbands are believers and they do know better. And they're still flirting. Right. Okay. You know, so what does she do? Well, what does she do? Well, she, she first has to go to him and say, look, do you consider me? Right. And try to appeal to his heart. And then if he doesn't listen, she needs to bring someone else in. <laughs> right? right. And say, look, I have this issue. It's hurting me. My husband doesn't think it's a big deal. Biblically, uh, I need I need some help here for you to talk to him. Okay. And she needs to take that route. And it can escalate going to the church. Absolutely. But it has to be done. And, and you know, again, I'm like beating a dead horse with this. Is that the analogy? Because I always yep. screw them up. Right. I got it right. <laughs> um, it is so imperative for a couple to be in church, a Bible-believing church, because it's the easiest thing to forsake when, you, when the kids come. Well, it, that's your authority as a wife. You have that covering. You have the Matthew 18 principle. You know what? I won't, I won't say this, although I want to. What I want to say is, look, why waste your time even writing us or calling us uh, if you're not in church? Okay. I won't say that. I mean, we still want to hear from you. Well, but, but they might not know better. Okay. I understand they, they that. Might not, I wouldn't have known that as a new believer. But, but, but a lot of times I think we get, we get inquiries from people that we have all these troubles and we have all these issues with our marriage. Are you going to church? Well, no. Okay. And, and there's, there's a dozen reasons they might say why they don't go to church. I don't care. Get to church. Bible well, says church not to starts on Saturday night. It doesn't start on Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, Bible says not to forsake the assembling of the saints. Right. Okay. Get there. But they might just think, oh, well, church doesn't, didn't really mean a whole lot. I didn't feel a whole lot. But they're missing out on the body of Christ. They're missing out on the fellowship of other believers. And they're missing out on that protective covering that Matthew 18 brings. Because you can't go through life as a believer and you just lock yourself up in, in the home and you and your kids in the home. And then you have all these things going on in your marriage and you have no fellowship with other believers because it would be very difficult for you to survive hard times when you're all by yourself you're not meant to it's called the body of christ not like the eye of christ right you know and jesus is at the smack dab in the center of the body of christ so when you're so brokenhearted in your marriage and you're wondering where jesus is he's in the center of the body of christ there's so many so many ways that you could be ministered to by being involved in your church and when i say involved in your church i don't necessarily mean ministering our church is large it's three services there's probably over ten thousand people who attend our church and we're not today we're not involved in our our local church we've been involved but as this ministry continues to grow this is where God is using us. Now, the church extends outside the four walls of, you know, the church that you attend. By all means, serve the Lord. We're, we're not called to just sit on the bench of, of life. And if you're in that season where you just had babies and stuff, that's a hard enough season for a woman to just survive that and keep her marriage intact and her, her kids breathing and eating and so forth. But at some point, service should, to the Lord is to be expected, and you should be serving somewhere. And if it's not the local church, where is it at? For us as a couple, it's a global ministry here. Okay? Right. But that doesn't mean that we're not connected at our church. We are connected because we need to be connected. 
we we're there every single week. I'm there for Bible study. It's just like I <laughs> I was at Bible study, I don't know, was it last month or maybe a couple months ago? And I'm and we're sitting around talking. We had a potluck taking place and, you know, women are sharing some of their stuff. And I'm like, I'm not okay. I am not okay. And they, I think that they were just so taken aback because usually you don't share that. And it was just like, I needed God's people to minister to me. And then after that, there were so many other women who started to share more of their their own brokenness. And even one woman said, gosh, I totally misjudged you. I just thought you had it all together. And I'm like, well, you just got that wrong. But my point is, yes, still write in, still call in, because you might be growing in the Lord. You might not know. I would not have known as a new believer that, okay, you go to church because the Bible says don't forsake the assembling of the saints, but you also go for your protection. You also go so you could be ministered to. I understand. I'm and I'm not saying. I know don't, you're saying tongue in cheek. Right, but I, I'm saying that look, there are some certain things, some certain disciplines that you need as a believer. Right. And you know when you say, well, I don't need this, but then I'm going to gripe about my marriage. It's just like, hey, go back to the basics. You know, Get, go to church. Right. Right. Get and fed. It takes time. It, it it takes time. I mean, I don't make. I mean, today at 49, I make friendships faster. And, but then there's also times when I'm like, nope, not entering into that relationship because I don't, I don't know what pain is going to come from it. But it, it does take time to build some good, deep, committed follower of Christ relationships. Mine did not happen overnight, even though I'm very intentional about it. So don't give up on that. I, I guess I want you to hear that. Don't give up on that and try and get involved in your church in a small way, just so you can start meeting God's people so you can lean on one another. Because I see that as lacking in a lot of the Christian marriages. And so I felt it needed to be addressed. And that Matthew 18 principle is designed to just really help your marriage flourish and for God to transform and redeem and restore some broken places. So anyways, those are my thoughts. Those are great, great thoughts. I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com. Until next time, embrace your choice.